What's up, Dean Lance? This is Jeff from Chicago. Just wanted to say it is 5.30 in the evening, and I am off my tip. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Later, bitches. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. <laughs> Wackerly, you missed your cue there. I know. I was uh, reading an email that just came through. Oh, okay. Are you on Twitter right now and Facebook too? Just not podcasting? <laughs> I'm texting while I'm driving and recording, and I'm on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. I'm on my I'm on my Instagram account and LinkedIn, updating my resume. You know, uh, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I always ask you, so hey, what's going on? You know, how you been? And you're like, nothing, nothing. But it makes me wonder, what's going on in your life, Wackerly? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. I'm not lying. But uh, okay, I'm coming across as egocentric, being like, oh, "I'm so cool. I did this. I did this." I don't Whereas- do anything. I go. I go to the bar down the street like eight eight times a week, and I drink the same thing. And you know, not many women come in that bar, so it's not like I'm meeting hot ladies. Uh, okay, that's I was what the, I do. That that's what in- I do. It's nautical themed. If that. It interests anybody. <laughs> the, so the bar is like a, like a uh, it's like what like shaped like a ship. Like uh, a, no, a, but there is like a there's a table that's shaped like a boat in there, and then there's mermaids and seafaring tchotchkes everywhere. There's a big fish on the wall. All right, is there a guy that works the bar called the captain? No, but I probably should pick somebody in there to be called the captain. I could probably call the female bartenders like, yeah, you know, busty wench, bring me a beer, but I would probably get pounded. <laughs> busty sea wenches. So uh, how's the love life? You know, it's the what same. it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, this has been the most interesting Wackerly update I think I've ever <laughs> uh, I've ever heard. No, a lot of people have been emailing saying like, what's going on? Wackerly never talks about his life anymore. He's got to have a girlfriend. He's got to have a, like a serious girlfriend because he's that listens to the show and refuses to discuss it. Well, people, I'm uh, revealing what goes on in Wackerly's life right now. Any new video games? Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now we're on to something. Now we're cooking with gas. The new Darksiders is pretty fun. Is that the thing with the, the guy on the horse that rolls in yeah. and starts killing people? Yeah. He's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, in fact. That game does look kind of badass. It's fun. I'll have to check it out. It's got to be more fun than watching the Republican National Convention. Yeah, that's just a whole bucket of ass hattery. And I'm <laughs> I'm saying that as something as a, from a person who I'm not even like pro democrat, right? I mean, I could almost be right in the center, maybe even leaning more conservative. You're but, averse to partisan politics. You kind of hate both parties equally. Uh, yeah, like I've been listening to it's just pure pageantry. And then I was looking around online, the conventions used to be they used to be a big fight. 
Like, they went into the convention, and they didn't know who the nominee was going to be yet, and they would argue and yell at each other, and, like, it was very nasty and probably very entertaining. But now it's just it's just the Mitt Romney, like, beauty pageant. Beauty pageant, yeah, and they, everyone's going so on there, lame. and they have his wife speak... And then and there's, uh, a, and there's all these like hard, it's like it's like the background stories from the Olympics times a hundred and and they even we're talking about the fucking Olympics for like an hour tonight. Who gives a shit about the Olympics? And tonight's the big night. Aren't, aren't we missing the Tupac hologram was going to come out and endorse Mitt Romney? I think it's a Ronald Reagan hologram. Ah, dude, that sucks. Well, geez, <laughs> it's, she's still alive. Uh, bring her up here, I'll hollow fucker. <laughs> I totally wanted Tupac to come up there, old dirty bastard. Just a hologram. You're like, I'm through with this bitch. We need something new. Mitt motherfucking Romney. There's got to be a Republican gangster rapper out there. You know, who's like, because he has a lot of money, and he's like, fuck the, fuck the government. I ain't paying taxes and shit. I heard uh, Newt Gingrich. My, my, my man Mitt Romney, nigga. I heard uh, Newt Gingrich uh, masquerades as the new gangster. New gangsta bitch. It's a badass MC, dude. MC Pudgy Pants. <laughs> he like he he really is the closest thing to a real life human job of the hut there that has ever existed. I think he looks like a cherub, like some kind of overgrown, disgusting, mutated like cherub. Gross. Like that represents the worst romantic relationships you've ever had in your life. Like, <laughs> he's the cherub. Of he's the cherub of failure. That's what he is. But, you know, I heard that they canceled the Ronald Reagan uh, hologram, maybe because it's too gimmicky. And instead, Clint Eastwood, the mystery guest. What gives, Wackily? It, it, I thought what it was gives? Clint Howard. <laughs> nope. I'm disappointed. It's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Clint Howard just projects American strength and power and determination, in my mind. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the Republican convention is the slogan... Obviously taken out of context from one of President Obama's speeches, but still, regardless, it's, it's still their slogan of, we built it, we built it. And I was thinking everybody, about it. Everybody, but, but everybody claims that was taken out of context, and I guess technically it maybe was, but that, I mean, that was the intent of what Obama was saying. Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to argue about, about semantics intent. here, but what it was oh, saying God. is, if you look at the beginning of the quote, he's like, there's a lot of different factors that contributed to the success of a business, you know, and it's like by he's like, you don't just build it yourself. He's like, there are a lot of different factors that went into it. But so what the Republicans are saying is they're twisting the words and saying, I did build this. This is my business. Fucking Paul Ryan on the amount of how many millions of dollars he get from the government to start the business that his father that is that he yeah. inherited from his father. He's Regardless, kind of they, they, they took this catchy slogan and that's that's their new thing. Everybody's chanting, I built it, I built it. They even brought out a country singer named Lane Turner that did this song. Did you hear it? Called I no. Built It. I'm gonna play a little no. bit for you. This is Don't th please. This is this is <laughs> okay. This is America, be? people. This this is what's going on right now in America. Don't don't cry yet till you've heard it, okay? God, stop it. You gotta hear the chorus. Stop it. It's the chorus. And they're clapping. No white people in the audience. It's not on the clapping is not on the beat. It's catchy. 
Can you stop it, please? <laughs> <laughs> you should have queued it up close to the chorus if that's what you needed. It sounds like he has like three pounds effect. of biscuit and gravy that he needs to comb out of his beard before he gets up on national stage and sings a song. Oh, you should have seen the the uncoordinated dancing in the audience to everybody having signs like, I built it with my American hats. And, and just the complete absence of minorities in that audience. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't, the Republicans need to be... What do they need to be? They need to be like the Darth Hipper. Vader. Like everybody makes them out to be Darth Vader, right? The Democrats are, are the Rebel Alliance, and uh, the de- the Republicans are the Empire. The, the Republicans need to like just take ownership of that and be like, we are the we are the party of no emotion, no fucking bullshit sentimentality. Just get up there, state the facts, and be the D- Darth Vader and the Emperor. And but then- instead, they're always fucking around with this corny ass shit. And just bring out Dick Cheney and be like, we are the party yeah. that keeps Lord Cheney, Darth Cheney alive. Dick, bring out Dick Cheney <laughs> and Condoleezza Rice. I didn't listen to her speech, so maybe she completely contradicts my vision of her. But bring out Condoleezza Rice and she'll just be like, I like football, but here's what the government's all about. And just run down like a fucking PowerPoint of bulleted items and just like no nonsense facts i heard that Instead, Mitt Romney, they're like oh we'll get this country jackass out here this will make us look like a bunch yeah, of fucking hillbillies it, it totally does and that they, but it doesn't matter because they do it every every republican national convention because that's what those people listen to they like they love that song i'm proud to be an american like that was like a number one fucking hit for people that voted yeah, for george it bush really sucks I don't know. I don't. I, don't, really I couldn't really. I, I want. I want the part. I want the Darth Vader party. That's I, who I would vote for. They don't care about revamping their image. They're just like you know. They they're loud. They they're bombastic. People listen to them. It's just. It's funny to me how these people that are the majority of people that support them and are voting for them are the ones that are completely getting screwed by them. You know, I don't understand how a lower class person can support fucking Paul Ryan, but whatever. I mean, I don't want to get into a huge political debate about this. Yeah, let's not. We're going we're gonna to move on. You want to know why, Wackerly? Because we have more serious problems to discuss in this country. Beyond the like economy. What? The sluggish economy that's beleaguered Obama for the past four years. We have more serious problems to discuss beyond like how a woman's vagina has tiny leprechauns in it that kill rapist sperm. Did you know right now? There's a porn moratorium in effect. Do you know that? Whoa. For the past you two weeks. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know it. I mean, it's fucking everywhere. Am I watching the old stuff? There's been no new porn for the past two weeks. LA's porn industry has been completely shut down for two weeks because of a syphilis that, outbreak. That must be why I'm seeing a resurgence of like that Czechoslovakian porn. Where you, know that, you know that the lady rode a tractor to the set? <laughs> And it's just like, I love how they, they always have those ones of like, um, guy picks up Olga in the street and then just yeah. fucks her like around the corner of like, or in like after, a doorway. After Olga had 12 loads on her face, she was never going back to the farm. <laughs> and then they pay her in like check crowns, which is the equivalent of like $2.25. <laughs> of course. She can live on that for six months though. But yeah, no, there's a, uh, there's a syphilis outbreak. Uh, there's a porn star, an 18-year veteran of porn named Mr. Marcus, who had tested positive for syphilis, knew about it, but uh, lied, to, uh, li- lied to producers and continued to uh, act in porn movies and ended up infecting like five or six people. 
So because Whoa. of this major syphilis outbreak, uh, they've shut down the porn industry. So nothing's Syph- going syphilis on. Syphilis is curable, though, right? You just take some antibiotics and it goes away? Yeah, but it's extremely contagious. So I think if... Um, yeah, you still want to get rid of it. Quarantine, yeah. right? Well, they, you know, they said, too, that... So the L.A. County Health Department said it should only be about two weeks, maybe three. But now they're saying it might be 90 days. And now there's an outbreak in Europe. So what are we going to do? I'm just going to keep beating off to the <laughs> mounds and mounds and mounds of old porn that's already there. That's what I'm going to do. Did you watch uh, the recent Louis C.K. where Jim Norton had this little like piece of paper, the accent? Did you see this when they were playing cards? Oh, I did see that, yes. <laughs> You're going to have to do that. Like Jim Norton, when he was a kid, didn't have access to porn, so he would just draw like some boobies and a vagina, like stick figure chick, and that would be enough for him to jack off to. And then it became a habit. As well. And then it became a habit, and now show. he jacks off to it. But at least you have artistic ability. Like, if I had to do that, you wouldn't even be able to know it was a woman or a dog or a piece of corn. <laughs> Is that gay? <laughs> if you try and draw a woman, but it looks like a man, and you jack off to it anyways. But it's not really gay. It's just your lack of drawing ability. I just don't want to get to that point where I have to jack off to something that I draw. I just don't want to get there. So... The other day, this past weekend, I um, attended uh, Holly Stevens Memorial um, in Burbank at this uh, art gallery called the Hyena Gallery. People, if you're ever in L.A., the Hyena Gallery is a place to go check it. Check it is a place to check out because they have uh, some amazing artwork there for sale. Um, they really did. They had this kind of sounds like kind of sounds like a strip club, but it's an actual art place. It's an art gallery, but you, you know what's great? The whole back end of it was this like tribute to Sanford and Son. So all this like Sanford and Son inspired art. Oh, it was amazing. I want to go there. How long is that exhibition going I, on? I don't know. I was like, wow. There's like ten paintings. I would I would like to out like decorate my just, entire like, big, house. <laughs> big busts of Lamont. There was a there was a velvet Lamont. There what about was Grady? A, yeah. There was a picture, just a painting of Grady. I, mean, I was great. totally buy that. How much was it? My birthday is in like six months. Come on, yeah, I don't. You should check it out. The Hyena Gallery. Go look online. I, I'm sure they have a uh, a website. I think you imagine had... walking into my house and just uh, I have a big oil painting of Grady above my fireplace. <laughs> it would be awesome. I would get so much. I, my my female troubles would be over. I just be at the bar like, you want to see my painting of Grady? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it like, wouldn't even. What's Grady? You know, from Sanford and Son, what's that? Is that on 90210? But the thing is, you, myself. you wouldn't even need foreplay. You just bring her back to the house. Instantly, she's moist after looking upon Grady above your mantle. Next thing you know, you're balls deep. I would have to get my car- carpet cleaned more often. That's what would happen. That could happen. There would just be coos all over it. <laughs> anyway, it's a great place to go check it out. Hyena Galleries in Burbank. And so I was there for the memorial, and I started talking to this guy that I was hanging out with who happens to be a uh, production assistant in the porn industry. He, uh, he works for Evil Angel and Bang Brothers. His name's Jesse Hall. He's also in a uh, very successful rock band called uh, Tweaker, uh, kind of an industrial band uh, with a former member of Nine Inch Nails. But anyway, I was chatting with him, and he was telling me all these inside secrets of the porn industry, but he's been out of work you know, this past month because of the syphilis outbreak. So I asked him if he wanted to come on the show and discuss it and discuss the future of the of the porn industry um, and uh, basically tell me whether or not I'm going to have to continue drawing horrible looking depictions of women on a piece of paper and jacking off to those because I don't want to do it anymore. But I hate you old should porn. Always, you, you should always retain those skills because, you know, if your internet goes down, you need an emergency backup jack off system. I'm just going to be celibate if that happens. I'm just going to be a monk. 
Okay. I'm going to shave my head. <laughs> just going to be a monk. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can't go back. Right? I can't go back to jerking off the Playboys. I just can't. It's <laughs> not going to happen. In a pinch. Before we give Jesse a call here, here's a quick word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink champagne. Hey, hey, hey. Jesse, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How you doing? Not pretty good. You're here with uh, D and uh, Lance Wackerly here from Sick and Wrong. Hey, Jesse. Good. All right. We can all hear each other, right? I think we are all heard. All yeah. right. So, Jesse, yeah, I was just giving you a little introduction here. You're half the band Tweaker, right? Yes, I am. And a uh, porn production assistant for uh, Evil Angel and Bang Brothers. Yep. You know, it's at first... I thought I thought you meant bang bus, and I was like, I was thinking in my mind, I had this this mental image of you just driving the bang bus, being like, "Hey, there's a hot slut. Let's pick her up." <laughs> I think she wants it. <laughs> <laughs> she looks ripe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's ready. <laughs> have you ever watched? Have you ever worked on that one, bang bus? How does that work? No, you know, and that seems a little crowded. I don't think I'd want to. It's, I, could you imagine how much it smells, like what it smells like inside the bang bus? <laughs> I don't know if they use a rental or not, and I don't know. If I'd have to, you know, my job, I'd have to clean that shit up. You know, dude, that's just a disgusting idea, the fact that they use a rental car and just bang some dirty slut in the back seat, and then someone, like a family, probably rents it the following week. There's nothing wrong with, you know, your little... You act as if a little kid's never laid his face down in sex mess before. <laughs> Sex mess, sex mess. Sex mess. You know, we've all done it. And you just walk into someone's house and just lay your face down on a pillow. And... You know, have, have you ever uh, heard of people, like, uh, going to, like, hotel rooms and taking a black light and just shining it in there? And just you could just see cum, like, all over, like, sex mess just all over the entire sex place. <laughs> There's some things that are just, it's, you shouldn't do it. is bliss. Exactly. Right. So, Jesse, uh, are you out of work right now because of this uh, porn shutdown? Uh, yeah, I haven't been getting as many callbacks. There's been a moratorium, so they've uh, they've frozen everything until they get shit figured out. Do you know the guy, the Mr. Marcus? Have you ever heard of that guy? Oh, they finally released a name I didn't even know. 18-year porn veteran. Black oh, dude. damn. Uh, what I heard through the grapevine before it even hit news was that someone had photoshopped their test and got, got by with... Uh, making three scenes before anybody caught on. So, oh, because, uh, so how does that work? I mean, do you have to bring papers? Like, do you have to get like a, like, you know, like a special card to show that you're free of STDs? Yeah, the talent has to get tested monthly and they get that test updated. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, not everyone verifies. So if you hand a production assistant a piece of paper and they're stressed or busy or lazy, they might not call the, the talent testing agency to get that verified they'll just look at it and be like oh it's all good so is that something is that part of your job like you gotta get the papers and be like this is a fake oh yeah that's the first thing we do is uh, get identification and 
their uh, accurate testing reports. You're like a poor Nazi. Let me see your papers. Give me your papers. How, how often do girls try and come up and be in a porn and they're like 17 and a half or something? Does that happen often? I've never encountered any of that. Uh, I get a lot of questions if people are fucked up on drugs. No, they're not. Everyone's really professional. Um, everything that you would think is actually the complete opposite. It's a very professional atmosphere, and uh, nobody wants to be there. <laughs> oh, you're shattering all my misconceptions. Oh, I know, huh? I'm ruining everyone's fantasies. No, I mean... Hey, D, guess what? That bang bus, they're not really picking random girls on the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it isn't so, man. No, it's like Santa Claus The illusion's gone. What about the amateur? You ever see those uh, those porns where it's just like some dude in an office and the girl comes in on the couch, the casting couch? Yeah. So it, it, how does that work? Is that the same thing? Like this is the girl that they hired, they tested? More than likely. Uh, I'm not sure how that works specifically, but for the most part, they, it, it, it's all set up and staged. And there's. I saw a great video on uh, LiveLeak of like – the mother of one of these girls that came in and audition on the casting couch. And the mother's like this big, fat, like 50-year-old lady just going off on the guy. And it's like they show him because someone was videotaping it. And they show it. It's just like a fake office. But he's like kind of sitting there with his fake calculator, like writing down, like trying to look busy while mm-hmm. she's just screaming at him. Have, have you ever had that happen as a parent ever, like an angry dad been like, you're not going to fuck my daughter. No, but there is a funny story. Uh, we had a couple girls come in. They were fresh faces. Uh, they were both about 18 or 19. Fresh face, not for long. And this girl had brought her sister on set, and her sister was getting naked before she was. And she was, you know, like, oh, is this okay? You know, may I get naked? And we're like, we don't give a fuck. You, <laughs> you look nice. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, the whole day she had everybody up her ass like, Oh, I'm gonna film you next. Like, you know, let's let's set something up and blah de blah de blah. Later on that night, it was two in the morning, and I got a text message from this girl saying that their parents had kicked them out and they needed a co-signer for an apartment. And I'm like, why are you hitting the brokest dude up on set for that? Like, and we just met. No, I wouldn't even co-sign an apartment for myself. You you think she would go for the director on that, not the uh, PA? Yeah. I think she just mass texted everybody because uh, another dude from set, when I was telling him about it, he's like, dude, they hit me with the same shit. Can you co-sign a trailer? <laughs> I mean, do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm here to vouch for this KOA campground. <laughs> I'm going to leave these bitches here. You fucking make sure they're so uh, as a PA, uh, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, a lot of fans out there listening probably are interested. How did you get into it? How do, how do you become a porn you know production assistant uh for me it was right time right place i had a good friend of mine who um ended up roped into it through somebody who needed help and i got sucked into the whirlwind and next thing i knew i worked on you know dozens of scenes and have been doing it for several months so were you excited at first you're like dude i'm so stoked i get to see these hot chicks naked all the time but yeah, then, every day, man. Every day I was super stoked and I was even goofy about it and, you know, immature. Did you become desensitized, obviously, over time? Well, you kind of have to be uh, because it's in my position as a production assistant, it's your job to make everybody comfortable. So if you're goofing around and, and pointing at wieners, you're going to start making fart noises. Yourself and, yeah. 
I think uh, for me it was after maybe the second week, you know, a few days in at least, when uh, I had to become conditioned to walking upstairs and asking the girls, uh, are you doing anal today? Would you like an emodium? Having to offer them an emodium without cracking a smile, you know, kind of just... Do they have to do an enema before any anal scene? Yeah, man. Oh, you just reminded me of one time we were downtown. I had to run six major city blocks because we forgot enemas. And uh, it sucked, man. It was just really hot. And I'm hauling ass, and they're texting me. And they're like, hurry back. And this girl's got to clean her asshole before anyone <laughs> can put a tongue near it. So, Has there, Have there ever been any, like, you know, diarrhea-related accidents on set? Uh, there have been a couple. So, so what happens? Is it like, you know, does everyone scream and run? No, usually uh, they yell for me and my friend and we stop playing Angry Birds or Plants vs. Zombies and, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> run in to the rescue, you know, roll up a rug or wipe some shit down. Right, do you usually, like just have a hose? <laughs> we should have everything like vinyl fucking upholstered. Just that tarp. So what? So is that your job description? I mean, is it just kind of like go-to guy for everything? Yeah, I don't know if there would be a job description. Uh, I mean, aside from slave labor, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's pretty much fucking handyman who puts it together. And do you have to like? I mean, do you build the sets? We we assemble the sets. We grab couches, desks, tables, anything, you know, vases and. Anything for ambience and uh, just try and push it all into a corner and make it look neat. But isn't that it always the same set, it? though? Like, don't no, they always... It's, it's not, man. We go all over the place for locations. There, there, a lot of the times they're in these really swank, like, even, like, I don't know, mansions that are in the hills. Like, who? I always wonder who owns that house or condo or whatever that, that is allowing a porn shoot to take place there. Is it the director or what? Uh, I don't know. Usually it's a friend of a friend or um, they have location scouts, I'm assuming, because yeah. we've been to some crazy mansions. Man. Yeah. And, and the people are usually really nice. They're not even present. and They don't give a fuck. And you're shooing a dog off while people are fucking slapping balls and ass together. <laughs> How can I, what, would I, what would I have to do to have a porn shot in my house? Just uh, out of curiosity. Like all like towns e- or uh, Email me a bunch of pictures if the lighting's right and there's enough space. I can make you a few hundred dollars in a few hours. So, I would really just be doing it for the, the novelty of watching a porn. It's like, oh, that's my couch. I don't know if you want to ruin the mystique if you want to go there. It's... Once you pull back that curtain, there's no going back. Maybe that's why, like you said, I wouldn't be there. I would leave while it was being shot, and I would just view the final product that's all polished. And But, but you know, to answer your question, there's no light in my house. It's a cave, so probably not going to happen. It's not going to work. You're fired. No. But wackily, okay. you'd, you'd never be able to get rid of the badassy odor that would permeate <laughs> the you room. Know, surprisingly, there's not, I've not encountered odor, really. It doesn't smell that bad. Like, do I mean, do girls arrive like in makeup, fully showered, bathed? I mean, do you ever have a girl that shows up and you're like, "Oh God, baby, what the hell?" Yeah, but there's been a it couple of like times. like a seafood cannery. Because <laughs> I have to, uh, you know, grab their bags out of the trunk and bring them into the house. So I see them before they hit makeup, and there's been a couple 
Did you just send them home? A couple lovely beauties where I'm like surprised, but those makeup girls do magic. Uh, we've only sent girls home who have gnarly bruises on their titties. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Wow. What about like cigarette burns on the labia? Uh, you know, that's unacceptable. That would be, you'd have to go because of that. <laughs> it's, it's unacceptable. I don't know. <laughs> What kind of movies you've been filming? But that's not what we here at Bang Bros do. <laughs> so tell me about a typical shoot. Like, how long does it take to do a? Do you just do a scene, or are you doing like five scenes? We do. We usually do a scene, and it takes anywhere from three to six hours. Uh, wow. Uh, on average, I mean, probably four. Uh, we get in there, we set up. They do pretty girl stills, take pictures of the girl. Um, yeah. And then what are you doing? I mean, the whole time, are you kind of running around doing errands? The whole time we're doing paperwork or just kicking back. Just kind of watching everything go down. Just kicking back, yeah. So yeah. is there a food truck? No food trucks. We go to Whole Foods and we pick up a bunch of shit. <laughs> so, you, so you guys have, like, I mean, you supply food. It's not like, uh, you know, Yeah, we have a lunch. budget for each shoot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that, that's not too bad. So they feed you. You get laid. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I have the wrong job in this pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one cleaning up and doing the shopping. I need someone to clean up my mess. But isn't, isn't that temporary, though? Like, do people start as PAs or coordinators and then move on to directing? Is that, like, the trajectory? Yeah, it seems if you're adamant and you're good at what you do and you stay connected, you get picked up, um, picked up for something else. I've actually upgraded to... Being a driver, so uh, I'm not peeing as much anymore. But so you're not wiping up jizz, uh, you know, not not on the regular. At least <laughs> not someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> so would you ever act like if they're? I've, I've heard you know I've heard stories where people are like, "Oh my god, we need an extra dick in this bukkake scene." You PA, come over here. Come here. <laughs> um, you know, I've contemplated it, and I don't know if I have it in me yet i'm sure something will push me over and make me lose my soul and morals or whatever the fuck you call it uh but as of now i'm kind of still waiting to pull that trigger <laughs> that's a good a good metaphor there so are there any actresses or actors that you'd prefer not to work with again uh, oh man unfortunately i hate to say it but ron jeremy is one of those people i don't know if i could work with <laughs> Why nice, is it just because he's disgusting? He's a nice, funny guy, but oh man, uh, I, I worked on, with him on a softcore porn a couple years ago, and uh, I was running sound. And I don't know, it's just I'll never get this memory out of my head of this dude coming in while we're shooting and you know crunching potato chips. <laughs> and I look at the director and I'm like, this whole shot is worthless. It's going to have to be ADR and. The director was not going to say anything. <laughs> because it's Ron Jeremy. Yeah, God forbid you make the man stop eating Doritos for, for a couple minutes. <laughs> but was he even, like, acting in the movie? Or is he just there eating your Doritos? You know, I don't think he's ever acting. That's Ron Jeremy. If, if you've seen Ron <laughs> Jeremy in any piece of film, that's Ron Jeremy. You know, people always say, like, uh, you know, you talk to people that don't live in L.A., like, so do you see a lot of celebrities around? And I'm like... The only celebrity I've seen 
you know, more than any other celebrity is Ron Jeremy. I've seen the guy like six times. He's, he's ubiquitous. The guy's everywhere. He's all over the place, man. And it's funny because he's the very first one I bumped into when I came to L.A. And I see him by chance at random events. Well, at first I was excited. I'm like, holy shit, Ron fucking Jeremy. I got to get a picture. And now I'm like, oh, that's just gross. I'm gonna like, stand I on don't the other even side. know if I should be here right now. <laughs> yeah, Ron Jeremy's here. I got to go. Somebody owes somebody money. Someone's going to get shot. <laughs> so tell me uh tell me about stage fright for male performers what happens like we've had we've had quite a few porn stars here on the show that talk about it and they're like well yeah you just kind of have to sit there and deal with it but i mean what, what do you guys <laughs> we, do it's always, we always have females on it's never, yeah never, never had a male on this is yeah this is interesting <laughs> to me we're getting the male perspective you know uh in my experience we've never really had to deal with that uh we work with a few select guys and they've been in the game for so long that they're just in and out wham bam thank you ma'am so there's never really been any issues but i also hear that uh everyone's popping levitra nowadays oh so they're all using enhancements uh, which kind of bums me out i figured you know it's like a it's almost like fucking baseball like you want their batting average to be because they kick ass, not because they're, <laughs> they're running up. I guess, I mean, if you think about it, then you, you look back at, like, you know, the porn of yesteryear. You're like, John Holmes, dude, you are a badass because you could get your fucking 14-inch dick hard by yourself. No, he was methed and coked up to the gill. <laughs> so, I mean, Which can make it even more difficult. <laughs> that can, so. in some case. In his case, I would say it probably did. So even if they are using Levitra or Viagra or Cialis or whatever, I mean, what, what happens if, you, if they can't do the money shot? I mean, do you guys have fake cum on the set that you can use? Yeah, we do for still shots. Uh, I don't know if that's a secret I'm supposed to let out, but the people in the know know. We, <laughs> there's been a couple times we've had to use a mystery concoction. I think Holly told us about that. What did she say that they use, though? I'm, I'm trying to I think. She ho- said it was conditioner. It's Cetaphil. Cetaphil. The oh, uh, right. face wash stuff, right? Yeah. It does look like cum. It's total jizz. That's fucking the jizziest <laughs> lotion I've ever seen. So do you got to come out and just spray it on the girls' faces? Or do yeah. you use a paintbrush and do it like, you know, like Picasso? <laughs> you can drizzle it. You can dribble it. You can... I mean, there's techniques. Uh, unfortunately, I really suck at it. And I would always have that awkward Napoleon Dynamite moment where I just like... You know, fire hose that shit into a bitch's face. <laughs> just I brought my down. roommate on set once, and he uh, he's told me that I laser sprayed her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to hear everyone on set go, "Oh." Well, I'm sure she's no stranger to getting a substance shot into her face. You know, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And she's like, "It's okay." <laughs> so, I mean, do guys like if they can't? You know, come on command. I mean, do you guys have to keep taking like, okay, cut. Let's film this scene again. Let's film this scene again until finally he can actually do it. And then you splice it together in like Final Cut or something. Probably. But holy crap, man. I I guess I've been spoiled in the biz is working with people who just have it on lock, man. It's So no premature ejaculators? No bullshit, man. It's funny. <laughs> Never experienced any bullshit. I guess I work with pros, and I am thankful. Yeah, that's, that is that is good. So, in, speaking of trade secrets, um, you know, is it, has has there been any surprises you've encountered since you've been working in the industry that you're just like, holy shit! I didn't know that's how it went down. Hmm. Like off the top of your head. 
No, not really. <laughs> not really? So, like, I mean, were you disappointed when you, you started working? Like, are, like, do you still watch porn now? You know, it sucks. I can't watch porn anymore. Uh, something's been ruined for me because there there's, like, a series of triggers that'll go off when I watch porn now. And it'll be like, hey, I've been there. Hey, I know her. Uh, what books did they have on their shelf? Um, you know, and they start thinking about, like, fucking the thread count in these sheets or whoever the fuck you know <laughs> or like <laughs> how you would have downstairs trying to open the door when i was like carrying 50 pounds of lights up or some shit it's just... <laughs> i would have placed the couch over at that right angle over yeah, there i had to carry that fucking couch for an hour man that beanbag <laughs> chair smells like shit <laughs> <laughs> i took a dump in his bathroom <laughs> so okay all right um we're going to move on in a second here, but a couple more questions. What's the worst shoot that you've ever had to work on that you're just like, God, make it stop? Oh, man, there's been a couple in Playa del Rey. Uh, there's been a couple with dramatic stars, people who just fucking yell the whole time. and Like prima donnas? Prima donnas and everything's wrong. And it's just, I don't know. When you get... I see it as kind of like having a band, man. When you have a good band together and it rolls smoothly, everything clicks, and it just—it's all about the team. I don't know. But then there's sometimes a, it can go awry. A, there are a couple bad elements that once you throw them in there, it makes the day fucking shitty for everybody. I imagine not having a modium is one of the bad elements. <laughs> <laughs> or forgetting your enemas or do. <laughs> I will so, say it's funny to walk into work and and you know not everyone can say that they have perched on their desk at their office uh, douches and enemas and speculum <laughs> lights and cameras and shit. I gotta say, I gotta say, it's an interesting. I mean, when you go to work, it's a lot more interesting than me sitting in my cubicle, you know, my desk here, turning on my fucking iMac. At least you get to go in there and be like, "What am I gonna do today?" Oh shit, I gotta go get some enemas. I sometimes fantasize about a normal life. <laughs> so tell me uh, my final question here have you shagged a lot of porn chicks is it difficult is it harder you know, to shag I, than a stripper I haven't at all um, not a single one not a single one man and I guess it's because I'm not trying I really don't care and my job is to not be a creepy weirdo and try to fuck them you know my job is to make somebody comfortable and, and it's it's been a good way to just fucking relax and do my own thing sounds uh, like it i mean would it compromise your position being there if you were fucking some of the uh, stars probably not at all because nobody gives a shit um i always wondered about those girls though you know if they they fuck all day on set afterwards do you think they really want to have another dick st shoved inside of them some do man some do but at the same time as much as i would like to you know shack up with a pretty girl and say you know honey uh i'm cooking cooking dinner whose dick did you suck today that's <laughs> not not what i'm in the market for <laughs> yeah that's that's i don't think i could do that i mean i i i'd have an issue even dating a stripper Oh. I mean, just because they're psycho anyway. I think they're a little and crazier than the porn stars. I, what's, what sucks is I'm craving that crazy in my life. It's been too many years since I pushed it all out, so I'm, like, ready. Any well, crazy psycho strippers or porn chicks, let's do this. Oh, it sounds like you're, you're in the up. industry where you're in a position where you can meet them, you know? Yeah. Well, at the same time, it's not up to me. It's, it's you know, 
whoever wants to get digged, I guess I'll be there when they need it. It's up to Satan. So, uh, Jesse, you're in the band uh, Tweaker. We were talking about this uh, earlier. Tweaker is um, it's just a duo. Like, it's two of you guys. You and Chris Verena from uh, Nine Inch Nails, right? Yeah, he's been my best friend for the past few years now. And uh, I just was helping him on remixes when we first met. And everything kind of fell into place. Sure. So here we are now with an album ready to drop. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. You guys have a record coming out in October. Uh, we're we're going to play, a tr- not a track from the record, but we're going to play a, a remix you did of a Lords of Acid song at the end of the show. But um, we're going to post a link on our website so people can uh, hear samples from uh, the new Tweaker record. Yeah, it's a good album. It comes out on October 23rd. Uh, we have a couple guests. We have uh, Jessica Adams from Jack Off Jill. Uh, we also have Karen from Collide. Yeah. Those who remember Collide. And I actually, uh, I kind of remember both those bands. Hell yeah, they're goodies, man. So uh, the album comes out in October. You guys going on like a full tour for this? Uh, no. There, we were, I guess there were some things up in the air with possible Lords of Acid uh, road show, but it's not looking like... I don't know. We're going to do anything as far as I know. God, I bet you a, a Lords of Acid Roadshow would be kind of insane. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Do you, ever, you remember that band, the Jenna Torturers? Wackily, oh, did you ever yeah. see them? No, I haven't. I remember hearing, uh, I think I've heard them. Oh, God, their, their stage show was, was quite impressive, to say the I least. I all about them. Yeah, I wonder what happened to those guys. I just remember Jen, Jenna Torture, like... You're using a nail gun and just nailing this guy's scrotum to like a wooden post on stage. It's just like, wow, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. Did you ever hear of uh, Bozo Porno Circus? No, what's that? Clown porn? They were uh, they were an industrial band out of Texas, and they used to do the same kind of shit. And fucking yeah, man, they're a good band. Bozo Porno Circus. It's a good name for a band. Yeah, I like them. All right, well, when the, the Tweaker album comes out, uh, you're going to have to either come back on the show, we'll talk about it, play a song or something. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, send me a song. I also have a ton of other projects I'm working on, um, you know, working with uh, dubstep artist Exegeist. He's also got a project uh, by the name of Blown Load, some people might be familiar with. He went on tour with Jim Rose. and uh, We've had Jim Rose on the show before. He went on tour with Jim Rose and the Revolting Cox a couple of years ago. Um, we also have a, have a super secret hip-hop style project coming out that's pretty good. Nice. Uh, yeah. That sounds like, uh, sounds like there's a lot of shit going on right now. A whole bunch of stuff. I'd be happy to come back anytime. Well, it's cool, though. Then uh, you got all this extra time to work on music because you're not working on porn because of the shutdown. When, <laughs> when, when do they start filming porn again? I need to know this because I'm, I'm getting worried. I'm not sure. Uh, as far as I knew, it was after somebody said, was it Memorial Day or Labor Day? I get the two mixed up. Oh, okay. So that's like next Whatever's week. Coming be up, up next. All right, so Wackily, you don't have to worry. You don't have to start stockpiling, downloading porn, putting on a hard drive. Too late. He's building his porn bomb shelter right now. Don't you know you can stream these things? Right, but what if the internet goes down? Then you're fucked. Yeah, you need some solid-state drive stat. Yeah, you got to have that. Hack them. Well, Jesse, uh, we got to move on to phone calls. If you want to stick around, you can uh, answer some. Uh, we got a, we got a is that gay question. We got a couple other uh, <laughs> things to go to. So I don't know if you want to stick around for that. I'm down. All right. Well, we'll keep you on here. 
Uh, before we get to our phone calls, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, we got we got to do a uh, a spoken uh, announcement here for AdamandEve.com, which we never do. We usually we haven't been doing any like live reads, Wackerly. When's the last time we did why, that? Yeah, why are we doing one now? I don't understand. <laughs> because we're having Jesse on, and you know oh, he right, works okay. in the industry. So, so Jesse, Special I mean, event. do you have like certain favorite dildos that you love using? You know, uh, no dildos that I've really attached myself. You, you know, but I mean, you don't have like a go-to dildo. If like a girl needs a dildo because she's got to lubricate herself or whatever, you're like, on, you on pull set? it out of your pocket. Yeah, I'm talking on set here, not in it's your personal usually, life. It's it's at their discretion. Some people prefer set, you know, different things. Uh, I usually get a lot of requests for the Hitachi. Hitachi. I've heard that magic wand. You know, Holly Stevens used to say that's the best vibrator, hands down. Better than the, the rabbit. Yeah, better than the dolphin, oh, the Hitachi. The Hitachi goes to town, man. She had like nicknames for her Hitachis. <laughs> and she'd go through them. Like she had like three or four of them the time that I knew her. That's funny. Yeah. So, so do you wear like a utility belt that just has all these dildos just in case you need one on set? No, we carry them all in a big Ikea bag, which is funny because one time <laughs> when riding to a location with my friend, you know, he's got this tiny little scion and he stops too hard and we, his big black dildo flies out of the Ikea bag. And in, I just see it in slow-mo wiggling between us through the air and it... <laughs> It slams into the <laughs> dashboard. And it was just too funny. Yeah, It'd be dude. horrible to be blinded by like a dildo, <laughs> and then you'd have to tell people like you'd wear an eye patch. You have to be like, "Yeah, yeah it just face. suck, man. Fucking big double sided cock. Like hit me in the face. I got donged." <laughs> so people go to adamandeve.com right now for a limited time only. Get fifty percent off just about any item. Yeah, you get uh, donged. You get donged. Uh, 50% off. You also receive three free adult DVDs, so you don't even have to worry if your internet goes down because you'll have these three free adult DVDs to uh, check out. And Wait, when's, the, when's the time limit up on that 50% offer, by the way? <laughs> you know what? It's, I was wondering about it. It's infinity. It's just oh, That's yeah. our offer. That's a sick and wrong offer. When people use it's Diddle. not really a limited time offer. Yeah. Okay. I guess not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, theoretically, there's an infinite limit to it. It's limited by you know the edge of the universe. God damn you, Wackerly. I'm trying to create a sense of urgency here. Right. I just think people get it. Right <laughs> people will be like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get this dildo i gotta get it right now after the show i have to pay full price <laughs> so 50 percent off whatever item you choose three free adult dvds they throw in a free extra gift so essential we can't even talk about it right now and they'll even throw throw in uh, free shipping so just type in diddle for the offer code upon checkout and you get all that free shit you see, to, me, that, to me that's the that's the hook is the mystery item you know it's something what... lame Huh? No, you don't. Probably like a sick and wrong care package. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Said Forrest Gump when he ordered off of Adam and Eve. <laughs> a butt plug. Um, people, uh, sick and wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. We did get a few phone calls here. I'm going to play. Uh, th- this is interesting. So a couple weeks ago, and I'm glad we have Jesse on here because he's a musician and would be a good judge of this. A couple weeks ago, we had a guy call in. And he said he was a French-Canadian rapper. And I, w- I was saying, that's weird. It's weird that there would be a French-Canadian <laughs> rapper. And he didn't give us an example of his raps. Okay. You know? So um, he called in. Called in a couple days ago, and he gave us a little sample here of the rap. So we have two, actually. We have the French rapper, and we have Papa Smurf, Big Papa Smurf. He called in doing some rapping. So let's... Oh, okay. 
Papa Smurf's not Canadian, though. He's from Texas, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got good old American rapping versus French-Canadian rapping. So I say we do like a, uh, what's that show that Howard Stern's on? America's Got Talent? Something like that, yeah. Or American Idol. Well, we'll okay, you guys be the judges. We'll, we'll decide here which one's better. So French rapper right, first. You guys ready? You ready, dog? Yup. Turtle officer on the phone. Don't let that fucker call. I'm too busy double teaming flatsoes with Trucker Paul. Then I pick more girls up when my raps put him in a trance. A goth one for D and a tranny for Lance. I party all day. I never feel my ego fizzle. You bitches staying in the basement like Joseph Fritzle. Some people say I'm just a white boy. They don't feel my words. So they get slapped in the face with a Walmart bag full of turds. This ain't no regular <laughs> podcast. This is sick and wrong. When I'm stoned, these guys make me laugh more than Cheech and Chong. They get love worldwide, so haters better move along. Over 300 episodes and still going strong. Yeah. I dedicate that to D because he seems to doubt I'm going to have a career. Talk to you later, guys. Damn. Not bad. Not bad. It's good. I actually kind of like you, it. You were, you were complaining about his speech impediment last time, but I said that that's not really uh, an issue. A hindrance yeah. to a successful hip hop career. Well, we were talking about <laughs> Bismarck. You know, Bismarck, you can't even hear a word that guy fucking says. Oh, <laughs> an old dirty bastard like i, I mean, was gonna say wasn't there one of the guys in uh whatever that band Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang had like a weird speech problem too yeah old the dirty bastard legible you are the more sex appeal you have exactly yeah, the, it helps with the flow sometimes too i think and so this guy actually did a sick and wrong rap i wonder if and it sounds like it's off the cuff like it's like acapella no. going on there <laughs> no. wow he okay. sat up all night preparing. Yeah, he wrote that shit down. <laughs> He's on. white. Of course he did. All right, so there, that's the French-Canadian guy. You know, I take it back, guy. It sounds like you, you have some talent there. I was wrong. I prejudged. You know, Sorry. I think you could yeah. probably have a decent career as long as you don't put on clown makeup and start, like, doing this juggalo thing. Oh, but he got, he's got to put some beats underneath that, right? I mean, I guess yeah. it's nice that he can do it a solo, but he needs some musical bed. So oh, here's, uh, here's the, the uh, competitor, Big Papa Smurf from Big Texas. Pete. You ready? Yeah. I call you flies because you're always on some bullshit. Only words with no action. All y'all niggas full of shit, full of it. Call me slobber hoe. I make you spit. You make me sick. Make me want to throw up in my mouth a bit. And I don't give a shit, whole ass niggas gon' get hit when I make this deal spit. Now they trying to plea and shit, trying to kiss my ass and shit. Saying that they'll suck my dick, hoe, you could suck the barrel, bitch. Bow, that's one more dead bitch. Big Papa Smurf signing on that, this motherfucker, you know what I'm talking about? Heard y'all want some rap, so that's what I gave you. <laughs> he delivered. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, that's good. I like it. Not too shabby. No, I, vote which one's better, though? You know, I don't know if I can decide here. I kind of like second, both of them. The second guy had more game. You think so? Right. Oh, yeah. The other, the other dude was, he needed training. I, I'm thinking maybe like a Tone Loke. Uh, <laughs> what's the other guy who wrote the other song? The guy who wrote all Tone Loke's raps, and he had like one successful hit of his own. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I can't think of that guy's name. I can't even think of the song. Yeah, but kind of like Big Papa Smurf's delivery. Just kind of, I like that well, guy's draw. What I was going to say is maybe the Canadian guy could write some raps and then Big Papa Smurf could perform them. Not that Big Papa Smurf's composition was lacking, but I'm just saying. I'm also, you know, I'm also thinking that uh, if the French Canadian had like a beat underneath, it might have sounded you know, right. a little bit better. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. I like both of them. I think they're both different. I like both. I know that's kind of lame. But maybe I'm leaning a little bit towards the French-Canadian because he was talking about sick and wrong. 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but that's that's kind of unfair <laughs> to you. The song I'm thinking of from the Tone Loca writer guy was uh, Bust a Move. Bust a oh, move. Young MC. Young uh, MC. Yeah. There, yeah, we that's there you go. That's All right. Well, you know, that's that's rap battles here on Sick and Wrong. <laughs> Sick like and the rap battles? <laughs> Call up and rap some shit. Maybe not, yeah, rap rap battles here on Sick and Wrong. That, that, that about caps it, because we're moving on. Yo. So the uh, next call here is uh, another good question for Jesse to have on the show, um, oh, yeah. because he is one of the producers of the content that this guy is jacking off to. So uh, this is an is that gay question, um, technically, so we got to play the theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Sick and wrong. What's happening, guys? Dave from the East Bay. And I have an is that gay for you guys. Anyways, so... For the last 15 years, I think, I've been jerking off to porno probably every day like just like you guys do you know every single day something from the internet so it, it gets fucking boring you know I, I've been through my phases I've been through my fucking black chick phase I've been through my Asian chick phase I've been through my big cocky porno phase like it just gets fucking boring what about so fat chicks what I'm through right now is I mean I don't think he did fat chicks or trannies do fat chicks. Yeah. I mean, a lot of variety out there. <laughs> and plus you can do a range. You can do chubby to like, you know, really like sea morbidly pig, sea cow. Yeah, morbidly yeah. obese. I mean, there's a yeah. gamut. But I don't know. We'll see what he, he's got going on here. To this something that 10 years ago you would ask me about that would have laughed in your face. It's called handjob porn. So I'm really into handjob porn right now. So anyways, I was jerking that off to some... Jesse, uh, well, how do you define this genre? Do you know what this handjob porn's all about? Yeah, it's the fucking yeah. It it's totally lame. <laughs> I don't Sounds get lame. Well, I just don't get it. Like, I don't mind the point of view porn where you see like it's like the chick sucking your dick. You don't actually have to see the dude's face. Like, I kind of don't. I don't dislike that. But the handjob porn where it's just a chick's hand, I don't see how that's really arousing. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, some people like the feet thing, some people, I don't even know, man. You guys do that on the bang bus? <laughs> we don't do the bang bus. <laughs> we're in the, we're in the screw taxi. <laughs> screw taxi. <laughs> the other night, and I was about five minutes into it when all of a sudden, like, I realized the fucking director is a huge fan of the extreme close-up. <laughs> like, fucking, I was sitting there for like five minutes, and then all of a sudden I realized, you can't see this chick's face, you can't see her body, all you can see is her hand, and the guy's wang. And I was like, that's the same thing as watching a guy jerk off, right? Like, kind of the same thing. Uh, that's I don't too know. Good. I mean, Pretty much. A guy could just put on nail polish and you'd be satisfied. Yeah, a, a guy with a feminine hand and petite feet could be <laughs> jacking off a dude and you'd have no idea. Like a tranny. Yeah. But let, let, let's a, lot just, of tra- a lot of trannies do not have petite hands and feet. I'll let, <laughs> let me point that out. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the Asian ones. Is that gay? Kind of like watching a guy jerk off. But in my defense, she did have feminine hands. It was like <laughs> she had fucking nail polish. So I think it's not gay. Anyway. All right, what do you guys think here? Is it Jesse, you first. Is it, is it gay to be jacking off to a close-up of just a dude's dick and you can barely see a girl's hand and that's it? Probably, probably. I don't know. I, I think so. I think it's kind of gay. I think it's pretty much there. It, I mean, if the ratio of dick skin is greater than <laughs> any other people's skin... <laughs> if in the shot you could see the girl's like the bottom of her lip, I would say no, it's not gay. <laughs> the ratio of dick skin to woman's skin is disproportionate. It's totally gay. What, what do you think, Wackerly? Uh, I think it's gay, and and I I'll go one further than you. I I need ratio of actual genitalia. Like I mean, there has to be a tit or some ass or vagina in the shot. Maybe I'd count face. But like, if I can just see her shoulder, I don't give up. That's still so there's gay. a chance she might have like sideburns or, you know, partial mustache. Right. If she's got peach fuzz on the grill, that makes it even more gay. Exactly. Because well, <laughs> there's a whole other when you're getting bored with porn and you're trying to go through the different different areas. Like here, her suit porn is one of, is a legitimate thing to check out. Well, the hairy porn, but but not on a girl's face. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Armpits. That's a little. Legs. But then now you're getting into Sasquatch porn, and I'm not into that. See, sure. And if, if, I figure if you get bored with porn, you can always go to like tragedy videos or something like that. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. In answer to your question, there, dude, you're totally gay. All right. Here's the last call. Um, uh, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, hello. Second wrong. Um, it's currently three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, uh. This kid sounds Saturday creepy. Or something, but Tweaked. Tweaked, I want yeah. you guys to let me know if I'm a bad person or not. Because, um, well, there's this there's this girl, right? And she's like a nympho. Yeah, we're really good judges of that. We're the yeah. arbiters of whether or not you're a bad person. Listen so to what ask, we t- well, I always ask bad people first. <laughs> well, listen to what we talk about on a regular basis. But here, let's listen to this question. Celiac or something. I think that's what you call No, a nymphomaniac. Someone that has lots of sex or whatever. She doesn't fuck dead and, people. And, like, I want to have sex with her, so, like, but she has this boyfriend. And I know that her, the boyfriend's parents don't really like her, so I knew that she was at this party, right? So oh. what I did is when she was at this party, I, I called the cops saying that there was, like, a noise ordinance thing, right? And the cops came, and they started passing out MIPs, which is what I wanted them to do, hoping she would get an MIP, and then her Wait, pause it. Let her hang this out is insane. Her. <laughs> this kid is exposed. We need to define something here. This guy must be in the Midwest because an yeah. MIP. I got Wait, Jesse. Where, where are you from? Are you from I'm California? From California, born and raised. Okay, so have you ever heard of this MIP that he's Fire talking about? Possession. Yeah, in Michigan, this was a big deal in high yeah. school when we grew. Up, we both grew up in Michigan. And in high school, if you're caught like at a party with beer and you're underage, you get an MIP. It was like what, like a two hundred dollar ticket? No, it was like sixty bucks. Oh, but that's a lot of money back then. Yeah, it was a big deal. But I mean, it was, but then it was your your parents would find out, right? Like they maybe would have to sign the thing or something like that. Yeah, it was really if you, embarrassing. If you're under eighteen, how many uh, how many MIPs did you ever get there, Wackerly? 
I can remember specifically two, but it might have been more than that. Uh, what would happen would they be having the big house party and then the cops would come and everybody would try to scatter, but there'd be so many people in the house that only you can only fit so many people through the doors, right? <laughs> and yeah. so then anyone that was remaining would all get MIPs. And like I remember going to a party one time where there I mean thirty people got MIPs. Like Yeah, we, we, yeah, that's whenever I got one it was it was with a bunch of other people. Yeah, and it, it totally sucked. Then you get in trouble with your parents and everything. Do they have MIPs in California? Yeah. I, uh, I had a series of friends who got a bunch. <laughs> I had no idea that was even a thing they did. They must do that everywhere. So let's, yeah. let's see what happens. He, it's apparently, he called the cops on a party here, and uh, everyone got MIPs. Or whatever anymore. And that's what happened, but there was, like, it got real out of hand in, like, 15 MIPs were passed out, and they were all given to um, the football players, and now our entire offense is expelled from this football season. Oh! oh. Like, I'm, like, sleeping with this girl now, and it's, like, really cool. <laughs> but the reason I did it is because Dee told me that when I was in high school, I should not care about anyone else and do whatever it takes to get laid. Um, Great. I don't think I'm a bad person because I don't really, like, care about the football team and if I don't care therefore no one should care uh, have a <laughs> good day or something Good- goodbye this is amazing <laughs> this guy's Machiavellian dude <laughs> you, you just inspired a nation you know what's funny about this Wackley you might recall we were talking about if if we got to go back in time you do whatever the fuck you want to get to get laid like you don't give a fuck what your friends think because that's the only time you're going to ever be able to fuck a girl under 18 years old. That's what I was saying. I didn't want the, con- the context being that a lot of the time when you're not getting laid in high school, it's not that like no girls want to fuck you. It's that girls wanted to fuck you, but you thought that you were too good for them, or that your friends would make would fun, make fun of, you of you if you if you like had sex with this girl who maybe wasn't the hottest girl in the school, but was good to go, and you you passed up the opportunity like all the time. And you got to sell that thing when you can. Yeah. Yeah, that, which is what I was saying, because you're going to regret it when you're our age, you know, in your 30s, and you're just like, man, I could have been fucking banging like these 17-year-old chicks, 16-year-old chicks when I was in high school, and I passed it up, you know, regardless of what my friends would have thought. So this kid obviously took that advice, but he kind of took it to like a whole other level, dude. I've got to say, if it weren't for the fact that he totally just like exposed himself and made that story public... Uh, that shit is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I wonder if one of the football team is listening and is going to find him and beat his ass. I know I, that kid's voice. I hope not. I, mean, I hope nobody uh, finds us out. But uh, God, he tr- triumphed. He triumphed over the jocks. Yeah. No. Th- this kid. This is like a. Yeah. Th- I mean, this kid. This could be like a Howard Hughes movie. That's he's, going in. It's going in my book. He's the, he's like the Judd Nelson character. That like bested Emilio Estevez in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> You're talking about John Hughes, not Howard. Hughes. <laughs> Did I say Howard Hughes? Yeah, he pissed in so many jars. His fingernails are really long, and he's fucking some girl that he likes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No. Okay. I meant John Hughes. All right. right. Jesus. Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, jock besting the or the uh, the the burnout besting the jock. That that kid, I gotta say, he's my new favorite sick and wrong listener. Sorry, there, yeah, Big Papa Smurf. <laughs> that kid, fucking, he took action. He certainly did. God, just ruined the whole five. football season for everybody. God, that guy's my hero. 
I'm going to be telling that story for a fucking week now. <laughs> <laughs> what about, the, you know, he, he pissed off the cheerleaders, too. They don't have anything to do now. Yeah, but he's banging. The, he won, dude. It's he's he's like banging the hot chick now. God, I wish I was that cool in high school. Yeah, people call the Sickerong hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We got time for one email to the Sickerong podcast hotmail dot com address. Uh, this guy PJ wrote in. He goes, "Hey guys, it's PJ. Just listening to your show in my on my speakers as usual. And my roommate just shouted, "Who's that? You're always listening to Tom Hanks. Enjoy your compliment." PJ, I wonder if he's talking about me or you, actually. I have no idea. Because I don't think I sound like Tom Hanks at all. Maybe it's me. You kind of do. Hanksian voice. You kind of do. You kind of do. I don't know. People, nice. uh, you can email the show at ziggerongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Uh, right now, if you have a chance, go subscribe and uh, rate the show on uh, iTunes. We appreciate that. You can read some. You can uh, check out some of the comments. You can leave us a nice comment. You know anything you can do? It's uh, it's it's helpful. We appreciate it. Let's go to iTunes. Do a search for "Sick and Wrong" and subscribe. Uh, also, we have T-shirts at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com/store. We got a few Quado tees left, but the new T-shirts will be available on nine eleven. Nice nine eleven. We get our new tees. So uh, stay Seems tuned, fast. people. You can wait and order one of those. Or you can get yourself a, a Quado tea while we have one. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. We're going to end the show with uh, the Tweaker remix of Lords of Acid's song, Little Might Rabbit. Little Mighty Rabbit. Little Mighty Rabbit. That's what it is. Little Mighty uh, Rabbit. It's about a dildo. song about a dildo. Oh, it's there about the, the rabbit dildo. Yeah. I did not put two and two together. Bada bing. I wonder if they're going to do, they should do a song called Little Hitachi. <laughs> big Hitachi. Big Hitachi, because those things Hitachi. are bigger I think than they not. would need a corporate sponsorship of sorts. Would you, uh, how much remixing did, like, it, when you remix a song, I mean, what do you guys do? Just add a couple beats to it? No, man, we pick that shit apart from the inside out, and we get, we comb through it with a fine-tooth comb, and... How long does it take? Elements of the song. I mean, it can take anywhere from a day to a week or two weeks. I mean, you can you can tweak on it forever, hence the name Tweaker. It's, you can just twist them knobs and pick shit apart all day long. It's hard. <laughs> and you, you start with all the raw individual files? Yeah, we start with uh, stems, every instrument stemmed out, and then uh, we'll grab just a certain focal point and try and, you know, hone in on that. Uh, cool. It's really hard to explain, man. It's a crazy process. Does the <laughs> band approach you to remix, or do you like? They say, "Hey, we want you to remix one of our songs." And you just pick a song, like I want "Little Mighty Rabbit" here. Yeah, most of the most of the work that has, you know, come through is just through people that have mutual friends work in the same, you know, line of music, and everyone's name gets passed through each other's hands and says, oh, "Hey, you know, work on this. Check we it out. Song. Let's do this." and yeah, one thing leads to another. Well, it's a, it's a great remix, people. And uh, I think there are some other remixes on the page that you sent me. But uh, we're going to end the show here with Little Mighty Rabbit by Lords of Acid, the Tweaker remix of it. Uh, Tweaker's new record's coming out end of October. And, uh, Jesse, we're going to have to have you on the show again or at least Anytime, uh, call man. up. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we can play a couple of new, new Tweaker tracks. And we're also going to put a link up to the, uh, some samples from the new record on the website. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, dude. It's been fascinating. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, again soon. all right. Hopefully, they uh, they uh, you know they they start filming porn again. And you can have a job. 
back to the mines. People will be back next week with episode 346. Till then, take it easy.
you know, I don't even know if it's that because sometimes your your um, signal is really loud. I think sometimes you like kind of talk back here, and maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's the Jeffrey Scott method of podcasting. Jeffrey Scott's just. Yeah, <laughs> Wish I could smoke in here. <laughs> Whoa, hotel! Somebody get him! Goddamn fucking deities starting hurricanes, killing the non-believers. <laughs> he was so mad. It's because of the gays. And that's what it is. That's what I said to him. I was like, you know, it's the Skip sodomites. The, the re- re- religious people in Tampa and went right for the gays. I was just like, it was the sodomites, dude. And the Republican you like, maybe you shouldn't suck so much cock and that shit wouldn't happen. Uh, dude, he would get so mad. <laughs> I almost wish we, I almost gonna call him now and be like, Jeffrey, this is God. You have been besmirching my good name. I I'm will not saying you have to stop down. sucking cock. Just don't so suck so much cock. <laughs> Just cut back a little bit. <laughs> Eight is enough, Jeffrey. <laughs> what is that? What's gayer than eight dudes sucking off nine dudes? My brother. <laughs> All right, all right. You ready? 